Plaza Direct King's Court starts now.
There's rules I love to break and bend. Mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. So far, man. No laying up, no holding back. And a good Friday morning, St. Louis and all points northeast, south, and west. Kevin Slayton with you as we welcome you in. This is the Monster Energy Drink, Window World, STL-Cars.com, King's Court, on KevinSlaytonShow.com. You can also hear our podcast right here, also on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, every place that has podcasts. But the live show is here, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 Central Time. And we bring you the unvarnished truth, backed by facts and evidence. We're going to give you some more of that this morning. And you're going to hear some stunning revelations from Alan Dershowitz about Jack Smith and what could happen to Jack Smith, the supposed independent counsel. That's my favorite term in the history of all time. When liberals call somebody independent, when they're really just a hatchet man for Biden going after people like Donald Trump or anyone in his orbit or any conservatives in general. They're just a bunch of axe hatchet men. That's all they are. Independent counselors. They they reek with arrogance. But we'll get into that as we go along. It's going to be fun. It is a Friday. We have a short show today because we have a charity out, a golf outing uh, a little bit later on this morning. And I've got to play in it even though I don't want to since the weather's not so hot. But um, I have committed to it and I will do it. Our phone lines are always open, 636-348-4460. Get the show on the road with a monster energy drink. Get your day going with a monster energy drink, right? I mean, this is gloomy weather the last few days. What can make you feel better, give you that energy? Monster energy drink, that's what. You say, well, Kevin, isn't there sugar in there? Well, there's sugar-free monster energy drink. So you can have it with or without. It's your choice like any other drink. Monster energy drink, however, has the positives, the big boost, that push, that focus. You can go out and take on the day and unleash the beast with your Monster Energy drink. Just a can, although it's more than that. It's a lifestyle in a can. Monster Energy drink. Well, the transcripts of Devin Archer's testimony were released yesterday. President Trump had to show up in court in Washington, and this is what they want. What they want is to embarrass him. What they want is to get a mugshot. What they want is for the the, uh, liberal media to be drooling all over themselves. Oh, there's the motorcade. There's Donald Trump going to court to be arraigned. It's an historical day. They actually had pictures of a reporter in the back of the courtroom or the back of the courthouse outside on the street saying this is where a President Trump will come through and enter the courthouse. And the anchor says to him, I can't believe you're that close. <laughs> These people need help. My God, when I went to journalism school, there was not a person on the air in this country on a network show that would have ever made it through journalism school. I don't know any. They're just God-awful. And they are agenda-driven, and that's all they are. They don't do, they're supposed to be doing news, not opinion, some of them not, not doing opinion shows. News. They, they broadcast the news like it's some foreign entity. I don't even know what they're talking about anymore. But they do it, and I find it funny. 
myself. But that's how it goes, and that's today's world, and that's the liberal world that we live in, sad and sickening though it may be. Catherine Herridge is a pretty good reporter herself. She's one of the few. And she went through the transcripts of the Devin Archer testimony, and lo and behold, what do you know, Dan Goldman, the liberal congressman from New York, lied. Uh, You'll recall that Democrat uh, Congressman Dan Goldman said that Archer testified that it was the illusion of access Hmm. to Joe Biden that Hunter Biden was offering to these clients. But in fact, when you look at the transcript, what you see is that that phrase, illusion of access, is in Dan Goldman's question. Hmm. It's actually not what Devin Archer testified to. He says, yes, but that's not quite fair. This was about showing that there was the signal that there's influence and and access here. (laughs) What a shocker that Dan Goldman's a flat-out liar. This is how stupid liberals are. This guy lied about the testimony, quoting himself, not Devin Archer, knowing full well that the transcript would be released. You can't get any dumber than that. But it goes beyond dumb with liberals. It's brazen arrogance that they can lie and they think somehow they'll get away with it. They think nobody's paying attention and that their lies will fall on deaf ears and nobody cares. Well, people are caring. People are paying attention. And I would be surprised. I would be shocked in a real world if any liberal was ever elected again. Now, we know they will be because they'll rig elections. But in a real world with normal people, they wouldn't stand a chance. Not a chance. The entire watching world knows what they're doing to Donald Trump. Mike Pence can say what Donald Trump wanted to hear, what his itching ears were listening for. You have an itching mouth, Mike Pence, and every Republican has come out against Pence. Mike Pence is finished. You want to talk about career suicide? This arrogant, pompous ass committed it in the last week or so. And good, because I can't can't stand Pence, and I couldn't stand him all along once I found out what a fraud he was. There's one thing that really aggravates me above all else. When you hide behind the cloak of Christianity and you're a fraud, you can read your Bible and you'll find many, many passages about that. Jesus was none too fond of frauds. And Mike Pence is the ultimate fraud. And he's full of shit. And he doesn't know the law. And he's a self-serving loser who is begging people for a dollar so that he can get on the debate stage and make a further ass of himself. Nice call, Mike Pence. Good grief. Donald Trump put on Truth Social the other day how he feels sorry for Pence. I don't. I know what Trump's saying. He's saying Mike Pence has turned into a pathetic loser, so I feel sorry for him. But I don't feel sorry for him. Because people like Mike Pence don't deserve anybody's sympathy. Whatsoever. Keep in mind, Donald Trump's not going to run against Biden. He's going to run against Mikey Obama. I know the losers on Fox and every other other place will be talking about Gavin Newsom or Porky Pig from Illinois, perhaps. But it's going to be Mikey Obama. We all know that. That's probably what Obama told Biden the other day when he went to lunch with him at the White House. People, the Washington Post reported he was warning him about Trump and how effective Trump is and how popular Trump is. But I guarantee he was also telling him, by the way, you're not running. Mikey is. <laughs> if you wanted to, to know if the plea deal that Hunter Biden got was a sweetheart deal, remember the liberal media characterizes it as, oh, no, nothing special here. 
But if you really want to know, all you have to do is listen to Gary Shapley. He is the IRS whistleblower who was investigating Hunter Biden, who was blocked at every turn, who wanted to charge him with bigger felonies. Gary Shapley, has anyone ever gone to jail for exactly what Hunter Biden pleaded guilty to? There's a Baltimore uh, City Police Commissioner, Daryl D'Souza, in 2018-2019, pleaded guilty to misdemeanor uh, tax charges, the same charges Hunter Biden um, was was charged with. His tax loss was $67,000. Hunter Biden's tax loss was between $1.2 and $1.5 million, and he ended up getting 10 months incarceration. The government attorneys on this case recommended zero months incarceration. Those prosecutors are the... Between And those two cases are the same prosecutors, Leo Wise and Derek Hines. That's not treating taxpayers the same. Carpe diem Gary Shapley. So if you do what Hunter Biden did, he gets a sweetheart plea deal and a, and a, a, a judge pointing a finger saying, not again now, Hunter. Be a good boy. Don't do it again. But Daryl D'Souza and you and me get 10 months in prison for the same thing. Daryl D'Souza, how did that make you feel? What did it do to your life? It did change the trajectory of my life. Um, things were going well. You know, I um, grew up in a humble background. Um, always wanted to be a police officer from day one, from when I was a child. Uh, finally made it um, doing police work and finally made it to the pinnacle of policing. And um, I was hit with these charges. And I felt as though I left so much on the table. I had so much plans for a Baltimore City uh, for my family, for my loved ones, and um, it just really changed the trajectory. You know, you talk about being at the top of law enforcement, and then the very next day, um, you're sentenced to um, a federal institution. So mm-hmm. uh, the trajectory definitely changed for me. And that's not to excuse Daryl D'Souza because he didn't file income tax reports. You know, you've got to file them. You can also you can always say later, well, you know, my accountant advised me this, this, and this, and I screwed up. And then you're not going to go to jail. But he didn't file him. So he did cause his own troubles. But the point is real simple. If you want to talk about the bigoted Washington, D.C. liberal elite, you've got a white son of a supposed president, crackhead, drug addict, hooker, whoremonger, tax cheat, who gets a deal and never goes to prison, and you've got a black police commissioner in Baltimore who for the very same thing and a pittance compared to Hunter Biden's tax loss, $1.2 million to $60,000 or $40,000, whatever it was, and you get 10 months in jail? Are you serious? So you got one black guy, one white guy. The white guy gets all of the benefits. The black guy gets jail. That's the liberal way. This is the exact same crime. Neither one of them filed their tax returns. The difference was Hunter Biden's volume. It was gigantic what he owed. D'Souza hardly owed anything in tax cheat world. But there's the black man going to jail while the white man skates free because the white man had, what do we call it, folks, all together now, white privilege. But it's not white privilege. It's Biden privilege. It has nothing to do with being white, really. It has to do with being a Biden. And they give you their word as a Biden. They do that all the time, as we know. Thank you, Gary Shapley. Thank you, Daryl D'Souza. 
And then you've got William Barr, one of the great traders in American history, the Benedict Arnold of his day, who's now going around on what? What did I predict? Another book tour. This guy's written more books since he's been out of the White House than, who knows, the, name the greatest author in history. He's written more. And now he claims, because now he's on the side of Jack Smith. Now keep in mind, we have played for you over the last few days Lawyer after lawyer, law professor after law professor, none of whom, and these are got many guys who have worked as U.S. attorneys, they've seen all of this. They've worked these cases. Not one, not one thinks this indictment is legitimate. Not one thinks this indictment is anything but a political hack job, except William Barr. And why is that? Because this all centers around election fraud. And William Barr knows that he didn't do his job as attorney general. He vacated his job. The guy that should be indicted is William Barr. This is a guy appointed to investigate criminal behavior. And because he's fat and because he's lazy, he didn't do it. He knows it. So let me write a few books. He's playing by the liberal book of distraction. I'll write a few books. I'll call Trump a criminal. And I'll say the indictment makes sense to me. They're not attacking his First Amendment right. Uh, he can say whatever he wants. He can even lie. That does not protect you from entering into a conspiracy. All conspiracies involve speech, and all fraud involves speech. So, uh, you know, you, free speech doesn't give you the right to engage in a fraudulent conspiracy. Fraud? Where's the fraud? Does William Barr even know what fraud is? How did this guy pass a bar exam? Did he win his law license in a Cracker Jack box? He sure as hell couldn't have passed a bar exam, not a legitimate one. There's not a chance in the world. John Laurel, who's representing President Trump, what do you think of Barr's assessment of the charges and fraud? Laughable. Absolutely laughable. What's the fraud? Tell me what the fraud is. What's the fraudulent speech? Donald Trump, President Trump, was out in the open petitioning the state legislatures, petitioning the courts. There was nothing fraudulent going on. This is absolutely protected First Amendment speech. For Mr. Barr to say that is a complete and utter and utter ignorance of what the basic law is with respect to freedom of speech. The First Amendment protects not only speech, but it protects the right to protest and it protects the right to petition for grievances, which President Trump did. Carpe triple diem John Lauro. What a buffoon William Barr is. Fred Flintstone. Does he look like Fred Flintstone to you? He does to me. I think he would drive with his feet, except that he can't. He's too overweight. His feet would break. This guy needs to go on a severe diet, stop eating, and and go back to law school. Because as John Laro just described him, he's ignorant of the law of the First Amendment. When you're ignorant of the First Amendment freedoms, you can't call yourself a lawyer. And William Barr is ignorant. He's not only that, but he's a liar. He's much like Mike Pence. I would imagine the two of them are best friends. Alan Dershowitz, I, I always have to preface it, no Trump fan has never voted for Donald Trump, but has defended him in an impeachment fraudulent trial that they won. How about this indictment? How absurd is it? And could Jack Smith, and here's the kicker, could Jack Smith himself be indicted? 
It is one of the strangest documents I've ever read. And to, to show you, to demonstrate how open-ended and broad this indictment is, I'm only doing this to illustrate. I'm not going to say it's going to happen or it should happen, just to illustrate. Under the terms of this indictment, Jack Smith, the prosecutor, could be indicted. Let me explain why. The core of the indictment is that Donald Trump lied to the public, that he lied. He just lied. But Jack Smith lied. In his indictment, he outlines the speech that Donald Trump made on January 6th. It's a very important part of the indictment, but he deliberately, willfully, and with malice leaves out the key words He doctors the speech. He leaves out the fact that Donald Trump said, I want you to protest peacefully and patriotically. Peacefully and patriotically. Those are the two words that bring him within the First Amendment. Now, you can argue about that. What you cannot argue about is that a decent prosecutor, an honest lawyer, doesn't leave those words out of the indictment. And that's what Jack Smith did. He left those words out of the indictment. A lie by omission under the law can be just as serious as a lie by commission. So under the theory, the absurd theory that lying is now criminalized, Jack Smith could be turned into a criminal. Carpe Triple DM Alan Dershowitz. This is how absurd this entire thing is. This is how ignorant William Barr is and Mike Pence are. They have no understanding of the law, but they only understand one thing, how much they hate Donald Trump. And in both of their cases, they owe Donald Trump, but both of them hate him, which tells you much more about them than it does about President Trump. Once again, here are the words that Jack Smith omitted in his indictment. The document itself quotes President Trump's speech on the ellipse, but leaves this out. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections, but whether or not they stand strong for our country. Now you go ahead and tell me where you can find seditious speech in there. Tell me. But you can find it here. Nothing threatening about Donald Trump's words, right? Peacefully and patriotically march over to the Capitol. We're going to see if Republicans will stand for what's right. But you might be able to find threatening speech in this comment. You might be able to find criminal behavior in this comment. You might be able to find criminal incitement to violence in these comments by Chuck Schumer. I want to tell you, Gorsuch... I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Can you imagine if Donald Trump had said at the ellipse on January 6th, Mike Pence, you won't know what hits you if you go forward with this. Now, wouldn't that be bad? Then you could say, Donald Trump, you can't say stuff like that. But here's Chuck Schumer saying it about two Supreme Court justices. And what resulted from Schumer's violent language, violent call to action? 
a psychopath planned to assassinate Justice Kavanaugh, was caught outside of his house. Other lawbreakers protested outside of Supreme Court justices' homes. That is a clear violation of the statute, the law. And Merrick Garland, the attorney general who's supposed to oversee the law, did nothing. He didn't so much as disperse the crowd. He didn't order them to go home. He should have arrested every one of them, charged them all under the statute, and put them all in jail to send a loud and clear message that in this country, we don't intimidate judges. You can disagree with them until the cows come home, and I do on many occasions, but you don't intimidate them. As corrupt as this judge is that Obama appointed that somehow miraculously is in charge of Donald Trump's indictment case, you shouldn't be going in front of her house and threatening to kill her. And if you do, you should be arrested. She's corrupt. We all know that. Let the judicial system play out at the higher level, and she'll be overturned. We know that. But you don't go threatening her like Chuck Schumer does. Chuck Schumer actually belongs indicted, actually belongs convicted, actually belongs in jail. He did commit crimes. You just heard them. And what happened? Nothing. Nothing. I just contrasted for you Donald Trump's supposedly violent speech. Of course, the key words were left out by Jack Smith. But I don't see Jack Smith indicting Schumer. Any Republican worth a damn who gets into office and appoints a new attorney general should make sure that attorney general indicts Chuck Schumer, tries him, convicts him, and and gets a judge that will sentence him to jail and make it stick. That will be forever the silencing of Chuck Schumer and his violent rhetoric to try to get a justice murdered. He was advocating for murder, and it damn near happened. The only people murdered at the January 6th Capitol protest were protesters. Murdered by cops. Alan Dershowitz, what about the post-Civil War Ku Klux Klan statute? Post-Civil War Ku Klux Klan statute that says if two or more persons conspire to injure or threaten, 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 the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured under the Constitution, they can be convicted. So let's take the following scenario. Let's assume that the Court of Appeals or the Supreme Court agrees with me and many, many other lawyers and says that everything Trump didn't said is protected by the First Amendment. Hasn't Jack Smith then committed the crime of threatening the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured under the Constitution, the free speech right, by indicting Donald Trump for expressing his opinion, his views about whether the election was fair or not, views I disagree with, but my views don't matter, it's his views that matter. By expressing those views, he was exercising his right under the First Amendment. If a court agrees with that, it follows that Jack Smith threatened his free exercise of his First Amendment right. Brilliantly broken down by a guy who's actually a brilliant law professor, who understands the Constitution, who understands the Bill of Rights, unlike William Barr, who doesn't understand anything. 
William Barr is a, 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 a stupid person. He's just really a dumb guy. But then again, he's aligned with the Bush family. Only dumb people are aligned with the Bush family because the Bush family is really dumb. Here's some of Barr's nonsense about Trump's supposed state of mind. We've got William Barr now looking into a crystal ball. He can read Donald Trump's mind by by some people who said something. Listen to this nonsense. Number one, comments from people like Bannon and uh, uh, Stone before the election, saying that he was gonna he was gonna claim it was stolen if he if he was falling behind on election night and that that was the plan of action. I find those statements very troubling. And then you see that he does that on election night. And then the evidence that has come out since that, you know, the press reports and the indictment and uh, and, and his lack of curiosity as to what the actual facts were, uh, just leaves me. That's my personal opinion. That's my personal opinion. We'll see if the government can prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. Hey, let me tell you something. I'm going to guarantee you they can't because it's irrelevant. Can you imagine a a, a former attorney general claiming that it was a plan of action that Donald Trump said, if I lose this election, I guarantee it was rigged? Because we all knew that. If you lost to a guy campaigning from his basement, it had to be rigged. The rig was in place. The bail-in ballots were being mailed out. 20, 30 to each person. And Trump knows that and said, this is rigged. You're right, Barr. He said it before the election. That's not a plan of action, you jackass. That's a description of what's going on. His lack of curiosity regarding the facts? Excuse me? He called lawyers to his office. Sidney Powell was one of them. She explained the entire thing. The fraud that took place with the Dominion machines. Lack of curiosity. He had no lack of curiosity about the facts. You did. He asked you to investigate and you didn't do it. The only guy with a lack of curiosity as to what happened is you. Wow. This guy's preposterous. And now he says that mail-in balloting is ripe for fraud. This is a, you know, sort of cheap talk to get around the fundamental problem, which is the bipartisan commission chaired by Jimmy Carter and James Baker said back in 2009 that mail-in voting is fraught with the risk of fraud and coercion. But since then, and, there and until this had been, no, sorry, I'm, proved it. Let me talk. Yeah, please. Uh, and since this, since that time, there've been in the newspapers, in networks, academic studies saying it is open to fraud and coercion. The only time the narrative changed is after this administration came in. But elections that have been held with mail have found substantial fraud and coercion. For example, we indicted someone in Texas, 1,700 ballots collected he from people who ha- could vote. He made them out and voted for the person he wanted to. Okay, because that kind of thing happens with mail-in ballots, and everyone knows. But there are individuals uh, cases. But as far as widespread fraud, we haven't seen that since. uh, Well, we have. We haven't had the kind of widespread use of mail-in ballots that's being proposed. We've had absentee ballots from people who request them from a specific address. Now, what we're talking about is mailing them to everyone on the voter list when everyone knows those voter lists are inaccurate. 
People who should get them don't get them, which is what has been one of the major complaints in states that have tried this in, in municipal elections. And uh, people who get them are not the right people. They're people who have replaced the, occup- the previous occupant, and they can make them out. And sometimes multiple ballots come to the same address with a whole genera- several generations of occupants. Do you think that's a way to run a vote? Well, none of us do, Barr, but apparently you did because you didn't investigate it. Now you're angry about it? You just made Donald Trump's case for him. You're damn right he said it was rigged because of mail-in balloting. You just made the case. Thank you for that. The problem is you didn't investigate it because you're a lazy ass and because you're a liberal political hack. I know people in Illinois who got seven ballots mailed to them. Seven. Not in their name. They could have filled every one of them out for Donald Trump if they wanted to. They didn't. They filled one out. But they could have. I promise you, if they were liberals, they would have, but it would have been for Joe Biden. But all of a sudden, William Barr's concerned about mail-in balloting. The guy who said there wasn't massive voter fraud now claims there was. And the danger is always there with this. If, if he's telling you that multiple ballots are being mailed to someone's home who's not the occupant under the previous mail-in address, then those people voted in mass. But he wouldn't investigate it. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Then this reporter at CNN asked William Barr what seems to me like a pretty simple question. But he's very defensive on the answer. You spoke to the January 6th Congressional Committee. Have you talked to Jack Smith's investigators? I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into that. Okay. I'm not going to get into that. So all you have to do is hear that and your mind goes here. At least mine did. He's acting in concert with Jack Smith. William Barr is working with Jack Smith to put Donald Trump in prison to get him off the, the Republican ticket. Remember, William Barr said the other day, if Donald Trump is the Republican nominee, he'll, he'll go crazy. William Barr will go crazy. Well, he's already crazy. He's batshit crazy. But why wouldn't you say that you talk to him? Of course you talk to him. You probably talk to him every day. Here's how we can get Trump. If you don't think that's going on, you're nuts. And who do they trot out, the liberals, to make their case? A bunch of criminals. They love their criminals. They've got a whole list of them. Peter Strzok, Andrew McCabe, Comey, Brennan. They always trot out criminals. Can't liberals put anybody else on these network shows that aren't already criminals? They can't. I mean, Al Sharpton's their guy. The, the greatest tax cheat of all time. Isn't it amazing if you're liberal? Doesn't really matter, I guess, if you're black or white. Hunter Biden can get away with tax cheat. Al Sharpton still owes $12 million in taxes. $12 million, But they won't even go after him. Why is that? But they went after this poor police commissioner in Baltimore. That's pretty incredible. That's really incredible. This is how they do it. So who is the criminal they trotted out last night? None other than John Dean of Watergate fame. John Dean was convicted and served jail time for obstruction of justice. And he's your authority? Because it is bigger 
and more significant than any litigation, any criminal proceeding we've ever had in this country. Democracy itself is really at issue in this trial. If Trump could get away with what he's done, uh, what he's charged with here, and which I think most people and observers know he undertook these activities, then we don't have the democracy we believe we had, and we're in a lot of trouble, a heap of trouble. So the criminal justice system is being tested, the Constitution is being tested, uh, all the players are going to be tested because this is a really big deal. <laughs> Your brain needs testing. The Constitution is going to be tested like you people ever follow the Constitution. The Constitution's clear. It doesn't need testing. It's clear. It protects speech. Whether you like the speech or not, it's protected. The most important case in history? Do you understand that your criminal case in Watergate had, I believe, 47 people when I counted last that went to jail? 47 people, including your ass. I love it when the liberals say this, like he just did. Most people believe that he undertook these crimes. Most people. Who are, who are you talking about? What most people? Most people believe he didn't. Most people believe this is a political prosecution. That's what most people believe. Why don't you read the polls, Dean? Are you too effing old to read? These people that call themselves Republicans, they're unbelievable, aren't they? I don't subscribe to the fact that if you're a Republican or conservative, that you have to defend every Republican no matter what they do. That's not true at all. But Donald Trump has been convicted of nothing. He has been scrutinized more than any human being since Jesus Christ. And yet they found nothing. And they keep it up. And they make up things. That's why they lose all their credibility. They continue to make up things. Just like they try to do to little Kyle Rittenhouse in Wisconsin. They make stuff up. It doesn't stick because these aren't law, these aren't, uh, Violations of the law. I don't care if Donald Trump said he lost the election 100,000 times, which he may have said, by the way, or, or won the election and got robbed of it. I don't care if he said he lost the election. It doesn't matter. He didn't do anything. William Barr, uh, at Bannon said that Donald Trump was going to claim he lost the election by rigging if he loses. When did that become a crime? What Steve Bannon said out loud. Or Roger Stone, two guys that clearly William Barr can't stand. <laughs> Why would you select those two for any other reason? These liberals always, always, always engage in personal vendettas. Always. The other guy they'll trot out there is John Bolton, if he hasn't already been trotted out by now. His old bag of bones. And then Al Sharpton, of course, had to weigh in. Sharpton says when he used to walk down the street, uh, uh, some black kid would yell out, Hey, Rev, I caught a case. That means he was charged with a crime. <laughs> Sharpton tried to <laughs> tried to compare that to Trump. And walking to the subway many mornings, some of the guys in the neighborhood would say, Rev, I caught a case. I have never walked down that block and somebody said, I caught three cases. I mean, this is just as low as it gets. I've never heard of three cases on one individual in three jurisdictions. So this is serious. But on the other side of it, 
one day our children's children will read American history. And can you imagine our reading that James Madison or Thomas Jefferson tried to overthrow the government so they could stay in power? That's what we're looking at. We're looking at American history and how it will play out is going to be very important. The sad part about this to me is that this is not a man that is facing all this because he believed in a political position or political policy or cause. I've seen people go down the wrong side for a cause. This is all about him. This is narcissism with steroids. And to think that he could get this whole country divided and split and commit these crimes and have others commit crimes off his own self-aggrandizement is as sick as it gets. You can tell Al grabbed a thesaurus and looked up self-aggrandizement. If you ask him what it means, he doesn't know. But it sounds like he's intelligent. I love it when Al Sharpton tries to use big words. First of all, he's illiterate. He has an IQ of about three. I can play you an entire montage of his stupidity. He can't even pronounce words. He doesn't know how to talk. He's illiterate. And for that buffoon, that tax cheat, that common criminal Al Sharpton to weigh in on anybody... I've never seen three guy, three a guy catch three cases like this in three jurisdictions. You're such a fucking moron. This guy is laughable. These are the clowns that the liberals trot out to make their case. Criminals. Al Sharpton, tax cheat. John Dean, convicted of obstruction of justice. Andrew McCabe, convicted of lying to the FBI. John Brennan, convicted of lying. They're all liars. And they keep trotting them out there. Peter Strzok and his lover, Lisa Page, or whatever her name was. They have an entire roster of criminals. And then they have Andrea Mitchell and some co-worker of hers questioning a Tim Parlatory, or Parlatory, uh, one of Donald Trump's former lawyers, trying to argue legal concepts with him. He's a lawyer, they're not, and the resulting discussion showed exactly that. What is the point of displaying of fake electors if not to overturn a legitimate election? The purpose of having a slate of electors, as has been done in prior elections, is to have an alternate slate available in the event that the primary slate is invalidated. You can't just look at the document and say, okay, I I don't like this document, but it's not something you can put people in jail for. 60 federal judges... Mr. Palantir, as you well know, decided that there was no uh, appreciable fraud. That's not accurate. Most of those judges uh, rejected the cases on standing. None of those judges actually got to the merits. Carpe diem tempelatory. Don't you love the phrase? 60 federal judges, Mr. Palantir, as you well know. I love that. That's another liberal phrase. As you well know. Most people say, as you well know. I love it. 60 federal judges, that's wrong. And it is wrong, and he accurately described what happened. Those cases were rejected. They were never heard on the merits. But the liberals love to say that because people like Andrea Mitchell broadcast those lies. And they do it continually. So the everyday dope who doesn't pay attention listens to them and thinks it's gospel truth. When nothing could be further from the truth. 
It's kind of funny in a way if it weren't so serious. Tulsi Gabbard, what about the Founding Fathers? Did they envision the right to freedom of speech and the right would be challenged? The founders envisioned that our country would be a country of laws, not of men. And what we're seeing here, uh, most concerning as it relates to the First Amendment, but but you take all of these different attacks and indictments uh, in whole, what we're seeing is a politicized Department of Justice that has disqualified itself from being able to fulfill the awesome responsibility that they're entrusted with because they are using it, first of all, to go after their political opponents, namely Donald Trump and his supporters, and also using the Department of Justice to protect the Democrat elite, namely President Joe Biden, by extension, uh, Hunter Biden. So we're seeing how this politicized Department of Justice is being used to achieve both of those purposes, both of which harm the American people's interests, the interests of our country and our democracy. Keep in mind, Tulsi Gabbard is no Trump supporter either. She ran as a Democrat against him, but she understands what the law is. Shockingly, the former Attorney General William Barr has no grasp of the law. That's stunning. Neither does Merrick Garland, although Merrick Garland is just a common criminal. Tulsi, what is Biden's purpose with all of these indictments? This is yet another example of how far... President Joe Biden's politicized Department of Justice is willing to go to try to destroy his main political opponent as a presidential election is going on. Uh, th- this foundational purpose of what the Biden administration is doing is is really the thing that should be most concerning to every everyone. As we can see, all of these indictments, count after count after count, being thrown at former President Donald Trump. Uh, is clearly an effort to to divert his focus away from the campaign and towards fighting on multiple fronts in these lawsuits and to completely drain his him and his campaign of of resources so that they can't focus on on actually campaigning and trying to win this election. Carpe diem Tulsi Gabbard. That's exactly what they're doing. We know this. I believe everybody knows it. The most rabid Trump hater has to see what's going on here. Alina Haba is the spokesperson for the Trump legal team. She is a lawyer, one of his lawyers. And she spoke with the media outside the courthouse after the arraignment yesterday. Very clearly, she articulates the case. This is election interference at its finest against the leading candidate right now for president, for either party. President Trump is under siege in a way that we have never seen before. People are afraid of somebody that cannot be bought by Washington. People are afraid of somebody who is independently wealthy and who has given up his good life to fight for this country. And that frightens a lot of politicians who are career politicians, unfortunately. We have seen them try and tie up, and me as an attorney, I've never seen this, tie up one individual who's a campaign, who's running a campaign, in a campaign, running for office for president, so that he is in court, in depositions, and distracted, so that he won't properly run for 2024. And frankly, it's not going to work. Carpe diem, Alina Haba. And you know those words came right from President Trump. It's not going to work. They're not going to distract him. They're not going to deter him. He relishes the fight. They got in a fight with a guy who loves to fight, and they are not equipped to fight. These are cowards. These are pansy asses, and they've tangled now with the big cat. And it's not going to end well for them. It's going to cost President Trump a lot of money. Mostly his donors, I hope, are the ones who are paying it. 
I saw where his political pack has spent $40 million already. It's unbelievable. This is all that's about for them. And we need to bankrupt their asses when we get power back. This is tit-for-tat, folks, but not tit-for-tat where you come after them for no reason. Go after them for the legitimate crimes they've committed. Not this nonsense. But they need to be put in their place, and their place is jail. And if they're not put in jail, this country is finished. Finished. You will never enjoy free and fair elections again. You will never enjoy trust in the government institutions again, ever, until these people go to jail. And Donald Trump understands what it's all about at the airport yesterday when he was leaving Washington. This is a very sad day for America. And it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C. and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, When you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. We can't let it happen, but we're sitting back and letting it happen. All the while, the media is rooting for President Trump to go broke. They love this. This is all part of their plan to see him go broke. They're so effing jealous of him. Former president spent $40 million in the first half of the year from the Save America PAC. So he also, you know, is sort of bleeding money. As you get closer to trial, and he is getting closer to multiple trials, those costs only increase. They love it. They live for President Trump to go broke. He isn't going to go broke, just so you know, no matter what you do. Mark Levin is probably the only person angrier than I am. Was there sedition? Was there insurrection in Donald Trump's speech? There's no sedition. There's no insurrection. How could there be? The president of the United States said, hey, Nancy, you want 10,000 armed National Guardsmen to protect Capitol Hill? No, we don't. It would be a bad look. We don't want to do that. How can you run an insurrection when you're offering 10,000 armed army troops to encircle the Capitol and protect it? Oh, and of course, they leave out that phrase, peacefully protest. They didn't find, and I told you guys this months ago, not a syllable of evidence that Donald Trump was involved in overthrowing the government in an insurrection or anything else. As a matter of fact, he left office when he was supposed to leave office. That's what he did. They went after him before he was elected. They went after him when he was elected. They went after him in four years of his presidency. They're going after him now. And this is a disgrace to the whole country. No question it's a disgrace to the whole country. And what they want you to do is get sick and tired of all of this. They want you to say, "Uh, you know what, I'm tired of the drama. I, I can't support Trump anymore. That's what they want from you. They want you to say, well, Trump can't win the election. I've heard people say that myself. I said to them, are you nuts? He's in the best position he could ever be in now, unless weak people like what you're saying cause you not to vote for him. But if you're weak, that's the track you'll take. But if you care about the Constitution, if you care about the First Amendment freedoms that you possess, you can't just have them handed to you. You've got to fight for them. We fought for them in 1776. We fought for them 
in the Civil War, and we're fighting for them again. And this war is the most important one to date. Because we lose the country if we lose this war. Let's reiterate those words that Jack Smith so conveniently left out of his indictment, intentionally editing Donald Trump's words to make him a criminal. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections, but whether or not they stand strong for our country. And I'm also going to play this every single day so that it's ingrained in people's heads how Chuck Schumer, by the standard Jack Smith has set down, should be indicted, arrested, booked, charged, tried, and convicted. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. So the Supreme Court duly put in place by Senate confirmation to be the final legal voice on cases is having their lives threatened by this punk from New York. This thug punk from New York who, by the way, couldn't win an actual real physical fight if you paid him. Chuck Schumer couldn't beat up his dog, but he's threatening the lives of Supreme Court justices on the courthouse steps, I might add. And sure enough, what happened? Same thing that happened when Bernie Sanders mouthed off. One of his lunatic supporters went and shot up the Republicans' baseball practice, almost killing Steve Scalise. Why isn't Bernie Sanders in jail? What happened from these people is actual violence. What happened when Donald Trump said, let's peacefully go to the Capitol and let your voice be heard, wasn't actual violence, unless you consider windows being broken. The only violence that came in January 6th came from the police. A murderous cop. We won't edit out Schumer's words. We'll play them for you every single day until he's in jail. And it's just one liberal liar after another when it when it comes to the Hunter Biden thing or this indictment. Uh, Devin Archer says they never discussed the business, that he wasn't involved in the business. Over the course of 10-year relationship, um, Hunter may have put his father uh, on the the phone with any number of different people, and they never once spoke about any business dealings. Nobody has produced a single iota of evidence suggesting that President Biden was involved in any corruption. (laughs) Raskin, go put your do-rag on, you dumbass. Nobody's produced a single piece of evidence. What about bank records? What about shell corporations? What about suspicious activities that the bank has flagged over 170 times? No, there's no evidence. Not any. None whatsoever. What about Hunter Biden's business associate saying that he brought the big guy in on the phone and in person to talk with business associates because the brand was for sale? Joe Biden's brand. 
And yet you hear those other two morons say, well, Devin Archer never said that uh, he ever talked business. But that's a lie because Devin Archer did say that. And now we know it because the transcripts have been released. We know that Dan Goldman lied. We know that all of these people that you just heard lied. One liar right after another. Brandon Johnson is the mayor of Chicago. Uh, He's black. And some black thugs broke into some more stores and robbed them. But Brandon Johnson wants you to make sure that you don't hurt the feelings of these thug criminals. These large gatherings. These large gatherings. Just hold on a second, y'all. I promise you, we have time to talk. It's important that we speak of these dynamics in an appropriate way. This is not to obfuscate what is actually taking place. I mean, to refer to children as like baby Al Capones is not appropriate. Baby Al Capones? If you call them baby Al Capones, it's not appropriate. How about we just call them what they are? Thug criminals that you justify. God, we, God forbid we would hurt their feelings by calling them baby Al Capones. I wouldn't call them baby Al Capones because they're nowhere near the success of Al Capone. These are just renegade thugs. That's all street thugs. Al Capone had an actual operation going. These are street thugs. But Brandon Johnson doesn't want you to call the poor black babies baby Al Capones. You low-rent scum. I wish every bad thing for Chicago that you could ever wish until they get these corrupt politicians out of office. Get rid of them. Speaking of thugs, by the way, in Obama's own words, he was describing, now this is before he became president, he, he decided to do a sit-down interview and let this guy ask him about his life and what he was like. Obama's own words describe him as a thug. You know, I, I, I think I was a thug <laughs> for, uh, for a big part of my uh, growing up. I, I, I was... I think I was a very typical, uh, uh, gregarious, uh, mischievous child as a, as a young boy. I think, uh, by the time I was an adolescent and had moved back from Indonesia and was struggling with these issues of, uh, racial identity and a father not being in the house and, um, I think that, uh, you know, I reacted by uh, engaging in a lot of uh, uh, behavior that's not a, untypical of black males across the country. You know, uh, I played a lot of basketball. Uh, I uh, didn't take school that seriously. I uh, got into fights. I uh, drank and did uh, and, and and consumed uh, substances that uh, weren't always legal, um, and uh, you know I think generally was um, acting out uh, in ways that uh, that when I look back on it I understand. Uh, I think that what got me through those years was. Um, Sort of a natural aptitude for schooling, which meant that I didn't have to pay attention too much to be able to keep my grades up and at least uh, um, graduate. Uh, some of my behavior was self-destructive, 
you know, uh, yeah, I might, uh, drink a six pack, uh, in an hour before, uh, uh, before going back to class, uh, things like that. Drink a six pack before going to class. You're not only a thug, you're an alcoholic. You're an alcoholic. He's admitting he's an alcoholic who drinks a six pack of beer in between classes. I went to school and, and, uh, a lot of guys, we all, we all partied. We all had fun. And a lot of people identify with this. We enjoyed ourselves, but not one person that I know of drank a six pack of beer in between class. Now I know one who did. We would call that, any true counselor would call that, an alcoholic. So he also admitted taking illegal drugs. So when you have a liberal involved, they're either alcoholics or they're crackheads or they're drug takers. And in Obama's case, an admitted thug. Now you won't hear that clip anywhere else, will you? No, you will not. Our director of research found it and she digs. And that's Obama himself calling himself a thug. He has a natural aptitude for schoolwork, he said, even though he said he didn't pay attention to class. Well, your natural aptitude for schoolwork? You were drunk in class. My guess is he cheated his way through school because you don't get through school, you don't have a natural aptitude for schoolwork when you're drunk. What an effing loser. Folks, we have a short show today because I'm playing in a charity golf tournament for our good friends at Window World. Our sponsors, uh, their big Window World trivia night is tomorrow night. Window World Cares is the arm of their company that takes part in it, and they are the ones who raise all this money. They will raise a fortune for different charities in the next 48 hours. So please, if you're thinking of Windows, Window World is your answer, 314-993-1800. 314-993-1800 gets you a free in-home estimate. They'll come over to your house, prove to you why they're simply the best for less as they did for me. You can't beat it. Window World is your answer. We are back fighting the good fight for you Monday morning right here, right here, as we do every morning, in the Monster Energy Drink, Window World, stl-cars.com, Kings Court, our sports show at noon. Today won't happen, but Monday we'll be back doing the sports show again. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. Uh-huh.